Welcome back to my lovely IHP community. We have some 5D mystic time. And we're going to start with, I think we'll also have a lovely paid subscription based model content for our Oversoul, Twin Flames, Soulmates, and or Lightworkers Life, or I'm Expanding Consciousness. One of the three. We'll find out and uh, the paid subscribers will find out. The energies around are, as always, amazingly here. And for today, we are going to talk a little bit about when you're a 5D mystic in the Enlightenment Soul Age group, what this is like to basically be aware of things that you don't even realize you're aware of, but in a way that is humble and in a way that also recognizes there's differentiated selves so that people make their own choices when it comes to the ones who have a level of intuitiveness. And that's because they do consider themselves mystics, of course. And this is where it's not a race. Always do keep that in mind. Every one of us, it's our own life. And all that happens in the plane of imagination is an exchange. Now, there are aspects where you don't have to, um, for the 5D mystic, we don't have to have a truth or not a truth. So we will share our insights and our channeled guidance in a way that is always presented. It's an option, if you will. And that's because we actually understand that none of us have the full-blown picture of tomorrow, but the 5D mystic will be ahead of the, what's the word, not the game, because it's not a game. We take in information that is grounded in education, in uh, actual institutions. We don't disconnect from that which is part of a day-to-day -day mundane world. The biggest difference is the 5D person doesn't have a story to tell we're all people. It's 2023. The story is, is it's not a story. It's, it's called life on earth. <laughs> so it's more like, okay, where are you from again? <laughs> Remind me, how old are you? <clears throat> so I know that people navigate this very differently because there, there's also a lot of different information in our educational system. So when I say this, I'm talking about the trauma experts, somatic experts, and anyone who is getting their own hours of um, informed approaches to those who are professionals, consultants, cre content creators, okay? So every person that is adding to this lovely world, this digital world, as someone who has a voice, is using the similar methodologies because we all have, well, not all, the people who are from specific countries, of course, and leading specific types of day-to-day. -day. So I should specify that part because I'm sure a person who is from a culture that still lives in a tribal state, it's not the same exact way their day-to-day, -day, right? So let's be clear always or try to remember this. I'm somebody who lives in, in, in either Europe or America. I, I have technology. I have a master's. I have a level of education. That doesn't make me better than anyone else. It makes me surrounded by different ex experiences and circumstances. Okay, 
So I don't know how it is to live in a day-to-day neighborhood with poverty, but I have been shared this by people that I've met throughout the years. In fact, one stands out when they described how they have to raise their son versus their daughter and what they actually have done in order to try and ensure that their son can be a member of the community while also having an opportunity to maybe become a member of another community. So this is where there was a lot of wisdom in the words of this person, not a person who was angry at the system at all, just understanding the times and where we're headed. So the people who have circumstances that others would get into a whole pissiness contest in, okay, this is a choice. How you be with life is a choice. The more mature human being is, the more they actually have made and are making use of their own intuitive guidance, by the way, because that's what life is. Life is beginning and ending first and foremost with your body and your brain. The thinking one, emotions are part of that. And the individuals who are mystics who don't move into a 5D spectrum, it's because they're using the realm of spirituality or spiritual. They're using metaphysics as a terrorism, religion. This is an identity, but it's not that they have to have claimed it. It's also a way that the self of them will have made sense of life and does continue to make sense. Versus, like I was trying to get to, the 5D, we don't make sense of life. There's not a need. Life is mathematical. I am born and then I will die. That's it. What I experience in the in-between of this is something that doesn't destabilize that story. The story is a fact. I am born. I'm, I'm speaking to you right now. I will die. We don't know when. That remains forever I mean, not forever, but unknown for however long I'm alive. And I won't know when I'm dead. I won't be aware of the death that happens. I will no longer be conscious. That 5D person sticks to this story. And so when other experiences begin to make their way, doesn't matter that they will have had religion or not, like for me, I, yes, have Jesus as someone who's my one... <laughs> Sadhguru has been added to this book, but Jesus is the person that I always will think of when it comes to the uh, gift of love. He's the gift of love. And Sadhguru is the gift of consciousness. If there's that spirituality, I know what it truly is thanks to Sadhguru. The middle world is like education. So metaphysics as a terrorism, they gave me and give me still answers to Claire's in a way that eventually physics will give me. And there's never been a shadow of a doubt in my mind that science can explain things now, not as a kid. If you ask me as a kid, as a kid, I was not yet aware of all these subject matters. And so the people who like to talk about change, if you don't have information in your brain, it's not about change. I don't have information in my brain. I can't make a conclusion if I don't have books that I've read, if I don't have material that I've been shared, if I don't have the ability to experience my clears. Okay, so groundedness, straightforward. When I have had telepathy, actual telepathic moments, and more than just that, no, there's not an awareness of some things. So the telepathy, yes, when I was actually tapping into, for example, it's happened a couple of times with friends, 
and then we actually communicate. It's funny because I hear their, it's like hearing their own voice, even though it's not their voice, it's words. The words that don't match my words, though, that match the words of the friends. So that, but what I was thinking about as well is an actual other situation that took place in a specific series of, of, of months. And that one was very uh, tricky, but it was, if you will, on me. And on me, why? Because of the way that I actually was picking up on it. So the part of um, being able to recognize what is what is only going to happen as you get to experience this type of exchange. The people who start to think of themselves as special for it, they will hone in on the bandwidth of this this 4D and and I've been seeing it play out in in different ways right now because those second waivers or the major the, the second or third waivers are the people who are uh, moving into more of their emotional mastery the ones who instead were already on the journey they are not masters of their emotions they have maintained and are consolidating their chosen bandwidth and that's through their story. So those who say, I'm special, I'm a channeler in the way of I have a, a mission, I'm going to save people. Okay, I'm just going to break it down this way. Not, again, good or bad, but that's their, their idea is my clairs, my gifts, they're here to, their gifts, they're here to help and save humanity. And so their adaptation is in a way of spiritual. And that is because there's an idea that, is not explained with, I'm just a person who has knowledge, I can share my knowledge, I can educate, empower, I can support, I'm here to accompany a person and her people, okay, so that is where 5D mystic will be in this realm with their clairs and with any type of education. When we look at educators, there are those who will embody and embrace topics like when I think of Daniel Siegel although he's focused on the mind the way he approaches all of it is to support humanity as a whole to move beyond trauma completely to help heal trauma in fact he says if there's one thing you want to do in the world or change the world heal trauma totally agree with him when I look at Diane Heller on the other hand for example she focuses on relationships between couples because she's attachment styles with somatic experiencing. And so the focus is on, and particularly monogamy, monogamous couples with Terry Real and all the stuff she does, <clears throat> which is also supportive because even here she says, within two generations, if people learn about attachment, they will be able to move out of having relationships that are not securely attached. And that's awesome because we will find more people <clears throat> who know how to be differentiated. The part of enmeshment, enmeshment or whatever that word is, this is where if people begin to learn how to be secure within and they understand the mechanisms of being a person in a grounded way, there will be a secure attachment human being who will learn how to speak up and be their own self because they learn what it's like <clears throat> to actually be in this spectrum 
because of a person like Diane with her educators and the somatic experiencing people. So they, they all people play a role. When I think of Jessica Fern, on the other hand, she gives room for an array, a group of people that want to have a specific lifestyle like others who promote and support from the therapeutic world types of what the, I would say, the religious old folk community and anyone who is not in a 5D state, but in this case 3D, so the people who see this as a dismantling of the tradition of family, of the tradition of roles. So those who liked the structure of the 3D plane, if you will, they see these therapists, these educators, these people. So for example, there's also another area, the, the political science guy. I was watching one of his videos and he made a point about policing and he conducted this study where he shows this one police ad for recruitment, which is the SWAT people going and throwing grenades. It looks like a warfare, basically. It looks like soldiers at war, literally. Uh, and even the entire music, death metal, heavy metal, whatever, with this skull. And he then shows what instead, I think it's in New Zealand, a portrayed as you know a police officer and it was do you care you know and it shows a cop who's chasing a normal body not pretend this these you know normal human being bodies and there's different men women all and they're chasing an invisible perpetrator so you don't see who they're chasing yet but as they're chasing someone they help people along the way, an old lady crossing the street, someone else. So it shows you what a police actually does because they're about community. And then it ends where they catch the perpetrator. It's a dog that stole a lady's, an old lady's back. And he shares how that ad compared to the other ad or just doing this test, see, it shows that a lot more people get interested in being a cop. Not to mention the fact that you're now attracting people who do care. So he's the same one who talks about how we want to evaluate our politicians based on tests of some sort that indicate, let's make sure we don't have psychopaths leading the way or we want people who care. So people who will have those orbital cortexes engaged where you don't have to feel shame, but you will feel you care. Okay, and I'll use an example again as a, 5D mystic, this part of being able to know, intuitively speaking, things that you're not even aware that they will come to be. And this isn't because we speak them in this way. It's because we know them of our loved ones. And I'll just use an example without making it specific, but I was making certain statements. It was about a year ago or something like that. And it was an intuitive statement. It was an intuitive channeled message. It was of me knowing that there's a reason for something specific that took place and that there is a reason for the all people involved. And, you know, past year and a half or whatever, because I don't remember exact dates, but comes to unfold that my intuition, of course, for me, it was already in, in the playing because when you are one with your own self and with life, you actually are always processing your emotions. So for me, instinctively, I was already on a roll with everything that was for me and is still for me to be able and be enriched in this lovely uh, 
situation. And I knew that, again, that it would be something to expand my consciousness. And it, it does. It expands my mental and emotional consciousness. It allows me to uh, keep on putting into practice not only my channeled stuff as a mystic again in a way that is even more mature so it's beautiful because there's a positive on all accounts the area that is sad is realizing what personally i had already intuited or however the word is unfolding in a very specific way and so this is the part of where it's sad from the heart of me in general and with my loved ones overall and with humanity. So picking up on the collective, when that began to happen, I, I shared with you all the experience and how I knew. And I'll never forget that blue bubble because I knew it left. So some people had awakened to more of themselves and to being able to be emotionally mature. But really what I had encountered was not mine. It's humanity's actual suffering. It's humanity's sadness is humanity's um, story and here's where though keeping it grounded it was just a dream one and two we know that plenty of people still have suffering unfortunately and this is why i'm very thankful for the 5d educators so while the 3d community those who want to hold on to the traditional way of being male or female the traditional way of seeing a family they are the ones who basically use words like you, people are sick or people are unhealthy or people are not uh, doing what is right. They're the ones who are upset at those religious and or ancient institutions losing their grip. And what this is really, it's not that they are evil people they are losing what is their identity they're seeing it dismantled so they no longer feel part of this human family and their upbringing is one that says this is what is supposed to be not that that is considered because of the way that they were taught now ignorance doesn't ever triumph that's not evolution this is the part Evolution is what we always have been doing, which is expanding our minds. 4D mystics are not going to be going away. I thought that we would all move into a 5D mindset. I realized that that's not going to happen. And so here's where when some people who are in that 4D plane or 3D plane, they talk about things. And again, we're all intuitives. We all will pick up on something that is more than just us and we will share that with our loved ones the difference is recognizing the place you come from so i'm going to spell that out i my heart begins and ends with the infinite higher human consciousness potential it's inner growth it's following your heart it's going with the flow there are no ends to where my mind will navigate in thought form or emotion form. So creator space infinitely. Therefore, I, the person Maria, will continue to channel, speak, and look at things with the unknown and with the absence of yesterday in mind and with the presence of now without making what 
is to come look like yesterday to the best of my ability because of course we know the 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 yesterday will still maintain there's always going to be a blueprint there's always a structure there there has to be my brain cannot make sense of something without there being some form of structure so here's where you always remember you're simply a filter that will have a specific focus as fragments of a whole when you're aware of it this is what makes the difference between a 5d mystic who's navigating their life from the self of you versus someone who consistently is missing a little bit of areas not good or bad this is again they're missing meaning they're not all visible of of the side that is theirs now the the other thing i want to point out is that none of us know again the future being able to know i'm sharing food for thought is something very important this is why i always say it because none of us can claim tomorrow the physicists though they have claimed how we will go out to me that is a fact because they prove it through their machines their technology there's ways you know and really what it also is is you get to choose if you're going to stay grounded or not and subject matters exist for reasons the part of how people get lost in 4d 3d and just in storyland is this is they continue to decide or disengage from the fact that science can prove life this word life and so if you disengage that science can prove life you disengage from being able to stay grounded in a reality that is planet earth and and here's where the religious and spiritual self those identities are what take over it's not good or bad the identity is what is leading the way not the self of the person and it makes sense their identity is what gives them structure it's what gives them meaning it's what gives them hope belief faith whatever it is and here's why you don't ever meddle even if you meddle with it meaning even if you try to engage with a person's state of consciousness you cannot break it because their story will be what leads their thought processes their emotions will come up as as attachment children in fact this is attachment insecurities it will come up as transference they will get pissy they will get upset there will be a discussion that comes forth which is only normal and that's also why the 5d mystic doesn't go and try to say let me dismantle your state of consciousness we hear because we're attuning to another part of us and really what it is we're tuning to a loved one friend whatever it is we're doing we're we're talking we're not there to say what your story is going to be or not what the future is going to be or not subject matters though they do stick and subject matters are shared as food for thought as well but they have more validity and so again if i'm being explained how a healthy mind works how a healthy relationship works how a secure attachment works those things those data points don't go and twist and change just because you think for example not you but others of polysecure as something that's unhealthy because it doesn't respect the consistent mono you know one uh, family monogamous thing with the two kids and whatnot but it's also not true to say when jessica says if someone is having an issue with being polyamory they shouldn't be told go back to monogamy that's her personal opinion there's 
a lack to me of visibility that a person who is in an insecure attachment they need to figure out secure attachment within themselves first to use the word polyamory loving more than one you will need to know how to love in the opinion of a person who is in that solo poly i can say that there's something called let me bullshit myself quote unquote to try and do something that i really am not ready for or want or is not necessarily inclined so the part about emotions as Sadhguru points out and anyone who knows anything about emotions if you can't handle your emotions it creates inner turmoil there's no need to push yourself to do things that are physically uncomfortable and emotions get physically uncomfortable for people who don't have a body that is consistently in a state that is restorative plus their integrated mind so the idea of pushing someone to do something not that again not saying this is what this is no because also every person's going to look for information that supports their story so a person's going to continue to identify with what they've decided no matter what their emotion is doing why because this is the person disregarding their body not the other way around it's not jessica fern's job or diane heller's job or any person outside of a human being's job to say hey you guess what your emotions you should do something with them they're only here as guidance like any other human being on the face of this planet the part of structure that imposes physical safety we have police we have prisons we have a system so those things exist to keep order and to actually implement physical safety. Now, sometimes, based on the culture of the times, we know things don't always move into. That's exactly what gets consistently reworked, is the social reality. And so right now we are in the midst of change. But what has always stood the test of time, if we look to our ancestors, once we got out of one with uh, animals, meaning we began to come together, just basic evolution. We began to come together, herd together. So evolutionary science, the psychology evolutionary people, they share why we will have done things. There, that documentary about dancing, remember, that I told you about. This is on Netflix, I think. It's like the, the it's a it's different episodes on learning things about like subject matters, and this one was on dance. And the person showed how when we clap and we're in rhythm, we make a vibration because we're all sound that will make it an illusion that it's a bigger animal. So here's where they, they, they added up the hypotheses, of course, because we're studying, right, our ancestors, that a person and our group will have learned. So tribes make sounds to make animals think we're big, go away. If you stay grounded, you will know this to be true. 5D, mystics, staying very grounded. I remember my biology class when I learned about the cellular life process. And that's what we all are. So we'll have a life cycle. The death is part of a life cycle. It's a natural. It, there's a natural transformation. No destruction is necessary. There is no necessi necessity for sacrifice. This is a bullshit word that is used to explain when things dismantle, when change takes place, because that's where when change is what takes place, what is happening is a shift. And that's something that will have a person's self need to restructure. 
and in here is where that self and the sense of self when you have a huge shift the inner and outer safety is what gets destabilized if though you have a secure attachment within your own body and that's the restorative embodied self and here's the 5d mystic for you which is why we do not become fanatics extremists we don't cling to a 4d bandwidth or a 3d we don't do rigid we recognize the emotion we recognize the depth of the emotion we recognize what's taking place we'll recognize the conceptualizations that are being brought forth so for me for example i'll use the lovely twin flames and my oversoul because of being in uh, at a certain point being presented a second and then a third and then having all of my oversoul tapping into so many different people that are part of my oversoul the collective this happened all in you know a very short amount of time if you will the body of mine definitely was was a okay meaning me the person consistently understood intuitively speaking since i already knew about 5d i knew the timeline i still know the timeline but i also understood what this oversoul so we're all this the part of the same frag or not fragment we're the fabric we're part of the same fabric even though when i began at my 16 the fabric was called souls there was this you know idea of heaven or hell and whatnot the idea was there it explained to me as a kid growing up this concept the feeling is what a 5d mystic knows for me god and everything related to what i had learned always was about unconditional love still is in fact it's all about being a person a very you know day-to-day person who can say we are collective so when i look at the uh summit that tara brock held if you remember well not only tara brock but there's that summit that first year was it out of the pandemic i think where they talked about something that greg braden had pointed out that he talked about with the un it was two three years ago or not two three years prior to that year i forget when it was but so greg braden with his group of people had had a conference with the un where they presented how the ebbs and flows of the sun and the universe in this midst of change and how we can make use of it as a species to help humanity expand. But it's important for us to work together. And, and so when he presented to us this, I, and I shared it with my lovely regular listeners, you, you remember it, I'm sure, but when he presents to the UN that conflict doesn't arise just because, that there's an actual, and he gives three, three uh, data points, one of them, the ebbs and flows, they're like, oh, it doesn't just happen randomly, you know, so there's that. When we look fast forward, Tara Brock and all of the updated trauma experts who have now technology to see in our bodies, who have been learning about the ventral vagus nerve, this is the mammalian branch of our parasympathetic nervous system it's the newer branch the reptilian branch of the parasympathetic nervous system is our fight flight freeze you'll learn about this in buddhist psychology or just if you learn about polyvagal theory there is a course on embodied philosophy so this is part of our human structure put to the side the stories i know greg braden shift network gaia they have some stories for those missing dna components put that to the side because that's a story that is filling in the gaps 
if you look at the basic breakdown of a person's evolution, us, there's an understanding. There's no need to create groups, which is what the stories do. Now, if you're a 5D mystic, it won't create groups. But I see a buttload of people thinking that the reptilians are going to take over. Those people are 4D people. And they've gotten a mix of information without getting the breakdown of what a human body and brain is like. Okay, so when you look at Tara Brock at her opening speech for this summit and any one of these somatic sensory motor and trauma experts, they will talk about how our nervous systems communicate. We have mirror neurons, some believe in it, some don't. But even if you don't want to believe in a mirror neuron, you got a nervous system and we are all also made of sound, FYI, but when you look at all the technology, how it shows that we vibe and we will pick up on each other and that we co-regulate, that when we are one with that parent in the beginning of our days as an infant, okay, the skin, why is it important to have connection to the skin? You'll feel the person's warmth. Your body will feel another body. When you look at the way the brain evolved, this mammalian, the limbic system, there's a way they can explain to a structure of the brain and the nervous system, the individuals who have been studying, so attachment theory, and the two categories, quite important, evolutionary science, back to that. When we began our tribal, so one dancing came to be in a way of keeping us safe because we made, uh, it made it seem like we were bigger than we were animals, okay, from that, we started to farm or whatever it is. So we had a way of creating a safety around us. From that, we were able to evolve and have this ventral vagal nervous system. So become emotional. We still had this posture of shame comes because we are going to have followed the person who ended up with the best instinct. I'm sure it was just by trial and error, by the way. Like not, oh, we know already. No. Again, people who like stories, they can co-tell the stories. If you stay grounded, you'll know very simply put mathematics, how things moved into. So from that, the sadness, we don't like crying. Again, evolutionary science or psychology people talk about it because when we would be in a sad state, you're usually, you know, in the fetal position, you're going to get eaten by a lion, bear, tiger. We don't listen to our instincts because we will have learned to follow the instincts of the tribe. So all points to the fact that one, a human being is not meant to be isolated. The attachment system expects contingent communication. So to be fed when I'm hungry, to be clothed when I'm cold. And if that doesn't happen, non-secure attachment avoidant is where there's a disconnected self ambivalent there's a hyper vigilant freaking out basically a preoccupied self that doesn't exist there's an invisible self they're preoccupied of making sure they do everything to have you be happy so that they will survive and then disorganized is the uh, i would say most unfortunate of the entire group because they will have their defense mechanism fight flight freeze so they're safety engaged and then they have their attachment system engaged i want to attach i want closeness but i'm terrified in a way that's life-threatening terrified which will be completely confusing and destabilizing and in all of these the disorganized has a secondary so they can be disorganized with secure avoidant or with uh, ambivalent 
there can be the tendency for them to simply be a disorganized with an avoidant, fearful, and, and, and really to do it all based on what they read because they're still trying to stay safe. So they're going to want to attach while feeling afraid, while wanting to stay safe. They're going to basically be out the minute they cannot have control of the situation, which they won't because you can't know another person and what they will do. And if you meet a secure attachment person, for example, here's where all of those who are non-secure or disorganized, they don't know safety within their own body in a way that allows them to be at ease. And the minute they're around a person who is at ease in their own body is the minute that those fragmented parts are going to be triggered, not because of anything except for seeking an attachment figure that is a natural way. So when you're co-regulating and you are building relationships, we have what is alloparenting. But again, once you grow up, it's not about alloparenting. You're creating your own tribe. But if you are leading life with an attachment category that you are unaware of, and then you have a bunch of different emotional reactions that you don't tend to, and those equal those shame cycles, and so you're looking for approval with insecurity, well, guess what? You're not going to build anything with a person who's a 5D mystic, by the way, because the people that are consistently insecure in a secure attachment they are consistently loving, but they're also consistently telling you how it is, whatever they think. The reality is they're, if, they're, if they're in their Enlightenment Soul Age group, they, they actually know how to navigate all territory, pretty much. And even when they don't know, if you will, because that's where sometimes those who have the types of um, personalities with this way of scouting and, and their territory and whatnot. So when that takes place, there's a little bit of those splinters or ruptures. And so handling emotional destabilization, because it's heartbreaking, there's a minute or two or more of, of needing to recalibrate, reassess, figure it out and then you know you keep trying to allow love to be the way and harmony to be the way what i'm getting at though is the person who's secure is not trying to attach the other end is trying to take control because they feel powerless helpless hopeless they're in a default mode network that's like on others in the self others in the, and they're not engaged in social engagement because all of those who are not in a secure attachment state within their body they don't feel worthy the ones who are secure attachment but they have their charge states so they have their teenager leading the way they're not empowered either they don't feel worthy either they got the same shame cycle that a person who has non-secure disorganized have back to what i was trying to point out with the difference between a 5d mystic and other mystics and a person who's in the enlightenment so age group as a 5d mystic because you'll see that a person who's in a spirituality soul age group, they use spirituality. They use the stories and they use the names of the stories as if that's the answer. The 5D mystic enlightenment. No, physics is the answer is what I'm trying to break down to you. Physics, energy, it's all mathematics. It's the star that will go out because that's what they've proven so far. Once they prove the Big Bang, there you go. We choose what focus this is called planet Earth. It's 2023. Your focus is either a story or you're grounded in what is. 
structures exist because our species move from tribe to then, you know, and, and, and if we go look in the world, we don't all have the same type of structure, do we? People want to get into arguments about their institutions and the way that other countries want to lead. People want to maintain the same type of government structure that, you know, the ancestors and the forefathers had. They think that that is what needs to stay. All of these words for people who are secure are words that others are like, okay, it's more like, what are you doing? Well, why are you arguing? Yeah, did you not, again, know that this, there's a way for a 5D mystic to see all of the dimensions of what it is to be here as a species, human evolution and consciousness. We went from polystates or whatever they're called to now. Uh, what's, what, 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 it, there's nothing missing here. The new updated educators, thank goodness for them. Like the political science dude. Oh my gosh, I was so happy to see this guy. I was like, thank goodness, anthropology. I love the well and big thing. They have great people speaking of great things. Some of them have preferences, topics. We know this already. That's just very clear. We all do. So the part about the um, 4D and 3D, they're not an issue because they have an identity. Their identity is what it is. The 4D are the ones who get lost in specific lands when they become fanatics and extreme spiritual bypassers. The ones who disregard science as an answer, it's not because they're disregarding it. It's that they're consistently for now in a place of needing to have or wanting to have or basically their self doesn't accept that there's just the one last star and that's it, okay? This is not an anomaly. It makes sense when you know that secondary consciousness, knowing that you live and knowing that you die, isn't something comfortable because it means complete darkness. This is the Shiva part. The, the, this is... It makes sense if you're a person. You would know, of course, I don't want to think of death because it's in darkness. It's, uh, I'm an adult now. I can say these words. I was a kid, and as a child, I was very sad about it. It's normal, too. That's not why I believed in God, as the lovely teenage boyfriend wanted to try. You're afraid. You know, here's a funny fun fact. Patrick McNamara, when he's talking about religion, he says people think religion is because of people being afraid. And he says that's far from true. You will see what religion actually supports in evolution. So they all will tell you how religion, for example, uses or the use of religious um, self and identity helps a person to go through a transformation if it's done in a good way. It can present a threat. For those who become fanatics and extremists, they lose sense of reality. Here's where spiritual bypassing, same thing goes. That's why the psychology community, there is one, I think it's not Diane, another psychologist that I know and learn from with NICABM. He has a course with two, there are two of them. I forget what their names are, but <clears throat> where he in fact points out, we're going to review what spiritual bypassing is. And this is because Young is the one who talks about the shadow self. And Young is the one who breaks down things, in fact, in ways where when I hear, I haven't yet finished my uh, summit on the narcissism, but they keep referring to spiritual stuff, to shadow self, to, uh, and they use words to talk about what instead can be broken down in a very simple terms, non-integrated brain, you and your left and right mode are not functioning in an integrated way. 
your default mode network is very alerted and you're not choosing to be in social engagement. So your ventral vagal is off, your reptilian nervous system is on, your fight, flight, freeze. So this means you're in defense mode, which means you're not going to be very uh, warm and fuzzy and open to the information. Your ears aren't going to hear everything because you're an adaptive child. You're in a safe preservation mode. You want to control. You're in fear. You're in your mind is using that prefrontal cortex to strategize based on fear though, not based on I'm a human with other humans and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> or information, but the 4D mystic that wants to stick to the stories, it's about basically having meaning through it and not yet in their complete uh, emotional and mental differentiated self. And therefore they, they have the structure that they've chosen that resonates most with them continue to be what unfolds. And that is where that's at. I wanted to also point out some other things for the 5D mystic. Ah. Knowing when we know what we know and we become aware step by step of this truth, it's very fascinating. I've been trying to actually get this one across. I think it's been the last couple of days because we do care and in the way of us being aware of what human suffering is because we know plenty of people who have it okay just because we have a love cycle doesn't mean we're oblivious to the fact that others don't and so when opening up to the collective for me knowing where we were at with the timeline knowing my oversoul i mean the illusion of course of of me thinking that i was going to be supported that i understood exactly uh as i walked through that and why an illusion because being in that area of emotional security is something that is an individual journey and so it's an illusion to think that someone from their own ego self can support you emotionally, that you will expect it. This is that experience expectancy. But this is where if you're an infant, you are not you know, aware of this through your thought processes. As an adult, you become aware. I am seeking emotional sense of security from another. This is not something that must be done. Okay. This is something that is only if a person is wanting to do it. They don't have to do it. Nobody owes anyone anything. And the part about being a 5D mystic is intuitively knowing this to be true versus those who are not 5D mystics wanting to use their attachment stories, their child stories, all of this, all of it. And here's where all people during the pandemic, so back to Tara Brock, as she points out that during the pandemic, as Stephen Porges and all of the trauma experts, that all of our nervous systems were basically destabilized. Furthermore, our resources are in physical threat. So our bodies know this. And this is where we see more anxiety. People want to blame technology. I have a very different uh, knowing personally. It has nothing to do with technology, but we're going to leave that one alone because I don't need to express it in this episode particularly, plus we talk about personal development. So as for society, it's indifferent to me to express certain concepts because we have government. I want government to do what it has been built to do and to keep moving into 
all hands on deck. Let's save our planet, keep it conscious. Let's keep moving forward and help people in the future to be here comfortably and not in a horrendous situation. So air, water, food, this is what we need. <clears throat> but the part about options is something that is clear that you don't have to support me mentally, emotionally, none of that. This is not your job. The not your job is very important. It's not the job of a human being once you move into you, the person, eight-year-old, whatever you are. Once you start making friends, your friends don't need to do something like that if you're a person who has the differentiated self-understanding with secure attachment. A 5D mystic will have this restorative embodied self, the integrated mind, so we won't go rigid when people are not attuning to us. We expand. The shame cycle people go rigid. The ones who are in others. So again, this is uh, differentiating based on what my experience is and what I can tell you as a 5D mystic in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group. As things dismantled and as things were made presented to me with my oversoul, none of it was shocking and destabilizing in the way of, oh my God, I hate being alive or I'm anointed or I'm special. No. Everything happened how it happened, and the answers that I had were the answers that I had. You know, this nothing was questioned. Me, Maria, the human being, <laughs> very straightforward. Now, the illusion, as I was saying, was an illusion due to the information and the limitation of information that I had been exposed to. Furthermore, people being mostly if not all, uh, in a space that is different than where I'm at. I'm just going to leave it at that. So no person is unconditionally loving that I know of just yet with people and humanity and their life and things that take place. They like to say people are mean, life is mean, suffering is here. This is what you hear again and again and again. It is beyond annoying for a person who loves life to hear these words. Honestly, this is that's beyond annoying. I was a teenager and I'm like, okay, are we done with the sob story yet? But I'm so busy with my life, I'm really just going to ignore all of this because everybody chooses what they want in life. And so this, this cliche, people are mean, uh, to me sounds like a bullshit sentence. It always did. To this day, it does. Long story short, Enlightenment soul age people will not be offended if somebody does not have the desire to be a person that you can count on mentally, emotionally, physically. We will become grown-ups about it again and again and again and again. So here's where once you become that teenager, right, as you move into what do parents like to tell us as we move into, I'm not a parent, I don't want to be, I'm a human, who wants to take things step by step and, and let me hear what do parents move into at some point? You got to fend for yourself, right? Let me teach you to fend for yourself. Isn't that what they like doing? So here's where with the love cycle, we'll, we'll hear, we'll see, we'll, we'll do. And when we're grown-ups, we'll continue to do and, you know, having a differentiated self. So being unconditionally loving who you are as you are, no matter what comes your way. Man, it's a freeing life that you can live. All I can tell you is that as a 43-year-old person, I love every single one of the days of my life. And even the ones where that illusion was there, 
it was only confusing because of love and so again love is always the way and confusion simply put when it involves love is that there are no strings attached so being yourself is number one on the top notch being yourself means you do what you can do and you do what you do and that is all not that you must meet some emotional requirement or mental requirement for me to love you and for me to be your friend or for us to be involved in any type of relationship parents included we will know about structure and what it serves it serves to keep us physically safe it is a very basic so if i keep myself physically safe everything else easy peasy keep myself healthy easy peasy life's good we're rolling and a rocking as they say or rocking and a rolling a 5d mystic finds it huh, understandable when loved ones express their ideas on moments of our life and in my mind i have this one image of this one person who said this thing to me because they felt basically sad for me in a very specific way and i won't repeat what they said because <laughs> it wouldn't be nice but um in my head i'm thinking no thank goodness I'm not in this position because I would fucking not want to be in this position at all. Not even close. I'm happy here. I'm so happy with all of the things that took place in my life because that is something I would not want to be in at all. And it's because when you live life knowing you got 24 hours. I have had 24 hours since I was a kid I would wake up from those dreams and be like fuck I don't want to die I don't want to leave my loved ones what am I going to do I'm going to make the best of every day you know and how am I going to do this I'm going to cherish my loved ones how am I going to cherish them I'm going to let them know I love you being told that love is too much to a person who loves doesn't break our heart we just learn how to share it however it is we can get it to be shared and it won't be with the ones who tell us it's too much or the ones who don't want it. We will only make it available to those who do, because why would we make you feel the love that we have for life? And why would we want to be around those who would suppress the love of life that we have, or claim it being too much? Really? I didn't know you could be too enlightened. <laughs> so whenever I hear 4D mystics talking about not being able to be in enlightenment, I'm like, yeah, you obviously don't know the love cycle people rocking in the rolls but hey you keep talking about human suffering you go you go <clears throat> i actually feel bad a lot for the people who don't know about the trauma and somatic stuff because at the very least people could become decently emotional in their bodies <clears throat> the mystics that want to talk about spiritual and spirituality and then they're just like you know in their um <clears throat> very very low energetic spaces i'm i'm going to leave that one alone because again people are evil apparently and mean and human suffering it has to happen so i'm going to let the 4d mystics keep helping people that believe that the rigid educators they can help people to stay that for me here's where if you want to be in your enlightenment soul age group if you think of infinite higher human consciousness potential you want to begin with learning about restorative embodied self that's where your body's wanting to head anyways and integrated mind integrated mind means you moving with your left and your right oh thinking about your own self and disengaging from every time someone does something that you find offensive being oh you're offended me that's the basics 
And if you want, if you really want, it actually begins with remembering that we're all going to make mistakes, fuck up. Someone's going to have some shit to say about you. Basically, you're evil. How about that? Just put that equation. You are the evil devil in disguise. It'll be very easy for you to, to disengage from having a little pity party about when someone does something that basically is not physically life-threatening. Let me put it this way. But that's only if you can handle feeling emotions within you. Some people, again, I get it. I'm, I don't have, I'm not a person who has this thing. So somatic sensory motor therapist, really awesome. They can help the body of any person to move into what is a decent human being experience. If you want to keep moving out, use your mind. Know that thoughts and emotions, they run together. You're the one who's leading the way from your nervous system, FYI. So it begins and ends with breath because that regulates your nervous system. It begins and ends with what you choose in your brain. If you're going to do love or shame, blame, fault, revenge, and then it's every day you keep moving forward, one step at a time. Love can always be the answer, and it really is always the answer. Choose love. We'll be back with more. Have a great day.